You're listening to Positively Mental, sponsored by Fremont Counseling. Call Fremont Counseling to confirm the dates and times for open access evaluations, and then simply show up during those times. On a first-come, first-served basis, Fremont Counseling will begin an assessment of your mental health and determine next steps. Exploring mental health and the human mind one episode at a time. This is the Positively Mental Podcast. From the Porter's 10Cast studio, here's professional counselor Lance Godey. Welcome to Positively Mental, everyone. I'm Lance Godey here in the Porter's 10Cast studio. And the cool thing about today's session is that I am joined by my new co-host, Tara Carr. Those of you who have been listening for a while will remember her as a guest a few sessions back when we talked about women's mental health issues. So we had a pretty darn good time then, and I really uh, thought it would be great to have two people hosting this podcast. That way we can kind of bounce things back and forth, providing both a professional and a personal perspective to the mental health issues that abound in our world. So welcome, Tara. I am so excited to have you here. Hey, hey, I'm really grateful to be here as well. Yeah, this is going to be an interesting um, you know, normally I just have guests. So to have a co-host as we have guests, because we will have guests down the road, uh, we'll have two of us being able to ask questions, which will be kind of fun. I'm, I'm really looking forward to this. Yeah. So today we're going to talk about what everyone else in the world is talking about, and that's obviously the COVID-19 virus. So over the last week, Tara and I have felt more and more compelled to get a session out there to really add to the conversation, but hopefully from a positive perspective. Uh, We certainly talk to each other. Uh, I think I've mentioned before, Tara is a good friend, and and, uh, we really want to talk to you out there to help everyone lower, hopefully, their stress levels. So this podcast is not going to be telling uh, or going to be us telling you all the details of what COVID-19 is or is not, because certainly we're not doctors, we're not virologists, we're, you know, um, just a counselor and a community member who are interested in in sharing our own experiences, both either professionally or personally. But all at times, we may dabble in a few things about uh, some of the aspects of of not necessarily COVID-19, but the response. So uh, the facts are changing, and sometimes almost daily, which definitely adds to the craziness that we are all dealing with. Our intent is to really speak to how you can get through this whole experience as positively as possible. Because folks, we are going to get through this. Uh, will there be some bumps in the road? Absolutely. Will there be some sadness and grief? Certainly. Will our routines be disrupted? Well, yes, and most of our routines already have been. So Tara, a counselor friend of mine, um, shared something online recently that I wanted to share with everyone here. It's, it's part of what spoke to me and really pushed me to, you know, for you and I to get on here and have a session. And she shared a little handout on Facebook called Strategies for Coping with Changes Due to COVID-19. And she noted that while there are a lot of disappointments and frustrations and unknowns, Focusing on a healthy and balanced life will help you cope 
and let your mind and body know that you are safe. And that we all must, oh, and that we must all ask for help if we need it. So um, here's some of the tips that she suggested. So good hygiene practices. Obviously, uh, washing your hands a lot. Um, I mean, I, that's one of the biggest number one things to, to help uh, control the spread. Practice the social distancing. We're all getting very good at it. Um, Tara and I are six feet apart. Like, you know, we're, we're doing our part, keeping things um, uh, apart. So get yourself in a routine, even if it's going to be temporary. So putting together a schedule for yourself and your family can really help give you some control and predictability in your life. Uh, I think, you know, I've noticed that a ton on my friends on Facebook. Uh, people who have kids uh, are, are doing a variety of things that are kind of creating structure and purpose. And that's a big part of times of, uh, when, of uncertainty. So Lance, I just want to share something that we're doing as a family. And we've always done it, but it's more critical, I think, now um, we have family dinner every single night. Um, we're all busy and have crazy lives, but we make time to make that meal together, do dishes together, and also eat together. Um, and that is time that is sacred in our family, and that has given me a sense of, first of all, I can gauge the people in my family and mm -hmm. what their mental health is, including my own. I need that check myself. But also we can discuss it as a family, our concerns and our fears. and. Um, try to give them some factual information. Right, that grounding, um, right. and and that kind of leads me to the you know the suggestion of of in that schedule finding moments of being mindful, whether it's even washing the dishes, doing a certain thing, eating together, and doing the dishes together, and and purposefully finding times to concentrate on an activity, which in many instances it may be things like yoga or um, reading or listening to music, but it could just be that structured time together. Uh, practicing acts of kindness as well as gratefulness. Uh, that's another biggie. Uh, I've noticed a variety of things as I you know, am looking at um, acts on Facebook. You know, the amounts of kindness are increasing significantly. Uh, locally, for example, here in Fremont County, the Eagles Hope uh, project has has been receiving a lot of uh, donations uh, that's just one example there are I'm sure hundreds and hundreds and in other communities as well and to add to that I love seeing the posts about normal daily life for me seeing pictures of kids doing something or seeing people doing normal things helps to reassure me so folks if you are posting to Facebook I love that the normality of that helps me Feel more centered in my world. Yep. Um, I have a friend who's baking. She's showing uh, cleaning a microwave, and yeah. to me, that just it grounds me. Right. Absolutely. That nor, I mean, living life in a normal way, even in the chaos, is is extremely important. Not just to the person doing it, but to the people around them. Um, sleep. Sleep's another one. Uh, you know, we need to stay to our sleep schedule and getting good amounts of sleep are extremely important. It's the time in which our body rejuvenates. And so don't disregard your sleep patterns. Exercise, uh, getting outside for a walk around the block, down the street, do a little yoga or climb the stairs a few times. If you are finding yourself kind of hunkered down at home, still do something. Just walk around the house. 
um, get up purposefully at least once every hour and go do something. Um, get out of the chair and, and, you know, get those muscles flexing a little bit, maybe increase the speed a little bit, whatever the case may be. No, I think that's important. Um, I've, so this is a self-disclosure. I've gotten kind of out of my, my regular routine. I'm a runner and I've kind of put that, um, on the back burner and I'm starting to kind of ramp that up a little bit. And it's more, I mean, I need the fresh air, but I need the mental, um, studies have shown, I'm not a doctor, but studies have shown oh, yeah. that it helps mental, Absolutely. Um, your mental health so much just to get out there and move. Absolutely. And we've talked, talked about that on previous podcasts is that getting outside, being active is naturally producing of uh, hormones in the brain that help you just feel better. It puts you back to that normalcy. Uh, usual meal times uh, and practicing healthy eating habits. Um, Definitely don't overeat, so you want to really be careful about what you're eating, uh, but making sure that you stick to normal times. There could be a propensity for overeating if all you're doing is sitting in watching TV and binge watching uh, Outlander or some other show. Um, you know, the natural habit is just to kind of eat and eat and eat and eat. So, Lance, for me personally, when I get stressed, I undereat. Mm. I forget to eat. Um, it's just I've always been that way. And for me, I, I know that some listeners may have a, a different problem like I do. I have to remember to eat because I need to stay clear. I don't definitely don't want to get the hangries. Right. Um, and so I have to remind myself to eat on a regular basis. And also, I'm drinking lots of water. Absolutely. Um, staying hydrated is extremely important. Um, schedule in work or school time. Uh, one thing I've noticed, um, I'm... I work at uh, Central Wyoming College here in Riverton, and uh, we're all working from home. And so we're putting in a normal eight to five day. Uh, you know, being able to work virtually is a blessing. Uh, many places cannot, uh, many people cannot, but still scheduling in some sort of work time or structured time. If you have kids, you know, structuring in that school time. Uh, many school districts are sending home online packets or giving you access to online systems. Um, factor those in and you know, make sure that is a part of your time. Uh, keeping a sense of humor. <laughs> uh, I think uh, you know, any number of opportunities, there's plenty out there of finding ways to laugh at times and make sure that you don't take things too seriously or get trapped into a constant uh, bad side, bad side, bad side to things. Right. And I, I think for me, um, some of the things that um, personally I've experienced is um, when I'm very uncomfortable at times, that's when I make the most inappropriate jokes. Um, but I think Dolly Parton said it best, laughter through tears is her favorite emotion. And I think that's how sometimes I cope with uncertainty is I make a joke of it and I laugh at inappropriate times. I've noticed others that do that too. Mm -hmm. And so I always try to give them the grace that I would want right. when I say something completely inappropriate in a time of stress. Absolutely. But but still looking for, Look, yes. there's, there's absolutely another one of those uh, physiological effects of humor is if you're laughing it's hard to be crying so you know yes you can do them together at times <laughs> right. uh, in fact sometimes uh, too much humor and laughter leads to uh, tears uh, which is fine Those too good tears. yeah absolutely um, one of the other things that she suggested is play 
you know, don't just make life serious, you know, constant work, constant school, you know, eating, exercise like it's, you know, be okay with some board games, some video games, but whatever it is, just play. Disconnect from something serious because it also leads to one of those things of laughing, laughing. You know, the kids start realizing that, you know, whether it's shoots and ladders or card games, you know, learn, learning a new game. Uh, you've probably got plenty of time. There's nothing wrong with learning some new games. Staying informed. Um, we're going to talk a little bit about that a little bit later, um, but I got to be careful not to get over-informed. Uh, be careful about overdoing the information related to uh, the COVID-19 and, and really making sure that you're careful. Uh, like I said, we're going to talk a little bit more about that uh, a little bit later. And then if you live alone, um, commit to reaching out to someone at least once every 24 hours, even more if possible. And if you know someone who's living alone, reach out to them. Give them a phone call. Set up a regular time in which you video chat, you Skype, you Zoom, something to stay connected with people. That isolation, the isolation that we are practicing, that social distancing, can lead to significant mental health issues. So get connected. So Tara, what are your thoughts? Anything else that you'd like to share? Um, um, yeah, just so I'm from Utah originally, and um, you want to talk about a stressful week. Um, I'm sure most of you know that Utah experienced a pretty large earthquake and right. then a series of aftershocks. Right. And um, so they've kind of, I've kind of been grateful, um, something that it's made me very grateful because I haven't had one thing on top of another. And some people are experiencing that. They've got illness. And um, we, we have to help those people. Some of the things that we're doing as a family, and we've talked about this, is when we go to the grocery store, those are considered first-line workers now, I believe. Right. And we thank them every single time. And they are all cheerful, and they're there for us. And yeah. that makes – so I'm trying really hard to practice some gratitude and not the sky is falling, and I'm failing at times. Yeah, I, well, we're all going to do that. I mean, and, you know, having to be soft with each other and recognize that it's what you do afterwards that matters. Right. If you fall, you slip up, you say something, you follow a negative track for a bit, you know, recognize that at some point and bounce back and balance it out with some positive or with some laughter or with some uh, kindness or mindfulness, something. You right. know, don't worry about getting too far down that track without turning yourself around. And, and that's a good point because you can control that. Yeah, And I absolutely. think we'll talk about that a little yep, bit. Yep, exactly. Um, something I've definitely noticed on Facebook and the mass media as a whole is a lot of uncertainty, panic, rumor, and other potentially negative behavior. Um, the run on toilet paper and paper towels, uh, hand sanitizer, soap, bleach has been a bit dramatic, but unfortunately not surprising. So human nature, and we just were just talking about this, is to control things that we can control. And for many people, it is controlling things at the highest level possible. The more TP, the more peanut butter, the more hand sanitizer I have, the more control I have on the unknown outcome of this thing. It isn't even always logical, but for them, it makes them feel like they are in control. Um, so does that make sense from your perspective, Tara? It does. So I, this is something I'm really good at telling others. 
um, to do, and I could be logical with somebody else, but as somebody who suffers from anxiety and an anxiety disorder, it's harder for me to give that advice to myself, and I will give you an example. Um, so Tuesday, uh, I was spiraling out of control. I was reading Facebook. I was reading, you know, all these different news sources. I have um, friends that are in the medical field in a pretty high levels, and I was reading their stuff. And I got ho- my husband got home, and I was just so wound up. I was talking a mile a minute, which is a sign for me. Right. Um, I wasn't putting the not- dots together. Um, and so he p- took my phone away from me, <laughs> and he said, we are going to watch a movie. And we watched Inception, which is one of our favorites, and we hadn't watched it in a while. And literally the next morning, I woke up, and I felt so much better that I disconnected for a minute and it was just for a movie and then I fell asleep I slept soundly for the first time in a couple of uh, days Um, and it was it was it was a blessing so what I would say is if you see signs in of in people in your life if they have anxiety or you can see that they're stressed and they're kind of ramping up gently because they're not going to be able to see it in their mindset so gently say let's watch a movie or let's play a game and I think children in particular are having a hard time making sense of this world absolutely so it's really important for us to be able to recognize those signs in each other in a gentle way yeah and you mentioned the kids you know kids feed off of the adults around them in you know if the adults are more anxious the kids are more anxious if the adults are more calm and focused the kids will be more calm and focused so it's really important to remember that you mentioned um you know seeing those around starting to around you starting to increase their anxiety level or their activity level amp up you know finding that means to be able to interrupt that cycle is is an extremely important part because chances are the tables are going to be turned at some point um the other you know the the other partner is going to be twisting out someday and you're going to be able to jump in and say no wait a second hold on let's disconnect and let's look at the reality or let's just disconnect let's we need a two-hour break uh or a four-hour break or six like you know binging i said binging outlander or or uh walking dead or anything else like that is certainly gives you an opportunity to think about something else without getting lost in the information that's out there right and i know for me that um i get in a situation where i just can't that thought pattern gets stuck and i talked about this i think on the last podcast as i get in a a holding pattern in my brain and i know this about myself and bless my sweet husband's heart so he has what i call the terror voice and i don't know if any of you know my (laughs) husband but he has a very he has a radio voice so to speak and i've recognized this for years but he starts talking to me much slower and very, you know, quietly, and it de-escalates me. And it's something that I've actually used in my professional business life with others, but once again, Mm -hmm. I have a hard time recognizing it in myself. And I'm really grateful that he uses his terror voice in those times. And I think we have to do that with kids as well. You know, it's if we're amped up and we yell at them, it just gets them more amped up. And um, I'm lucky. I've got a 22-year-old, and I'm not judging any parents because this is so stressful. But um, he is kind of digging this time because he is very, very introverted. And so I just check on him, and, you know, he, he's okay with this. But little kids are really trying to make sense of it. Yeah, definitely. So, you know, looking at the levels of anxiety and even depression that can increase during this period of time, you've talked a little bit about some of the things that you're doing. Any any other things that you would recommend for people to do that you've found particularly helpful? 
so an, another thing that I, d- I did today in particular, as a matter of fact, is I reached out to Lance. Um, Lance is a trusted friend, and I feel safe with him in sharing my um, innermost thoughts. So I have my hus- I have a, a circle of friends that are safe for me, mm-hmm. that I can share whatever I want, no matter how irrational or wiggity it sounds, wiggity whack right, <laughs> it sounds. Right. Wiggity, wiggity, and wiggity so I reach whack. out to them. Um, and when people reach out to me, even if I'm feeling that, I try really hard to be present for them and really listen and validate what they're feeling. Yep. Um, those are just some of the things that I've done. And thank you for that today. You bet. Absolutely. And, and I, I think that's a, a, good, a good thing to really speak to is, is whether it's a spouse, whether it's a friend, whether it's a neighbor, someone that you can search out that is someone you trust, someone or a group of people, even if it's one person. But if you've got two or three or a dozen, great. But you got to reach out there and, and, you know, open the door. You've got to, in some cases, and, and we've talked about this in previous podcasts, is depression and anxiety can get worse if you are isolating yourself to a point where none of those trusted friends can see you or know. So on one hand, you know, you out there as an individual who's starting to get anxious and depressed has, could recognize it and reach out and ask for help. But those spouses and friends out there, that's why you have to be realizing, I haven't heard from so-and-so for over 24 hours. That's odd. I think I'm going to reach out to them. It may be just perfectly fine and perfectly normal. But then again, you may be the person that reaches out and breaks the chain of anxiety or depression that they're going through. Right, and I have an example of that that happened just this week. So I have a friend, and I know that um, she is anxious, and she was not exhibiting any of the behavior of someone who is anxious. And Mm. for me, that was the sign. And so we sat down, I asked if she was okay, and I just let her talk. And, you know, just calmed her fears. I just let her get it off of her, and she ended up feeling better about it. Um, a lot of people wake up with anxiety, and for me, that's the worst time, too. I've been okay. I really have, but um, I've ramped up at night, actually, which is kind of weird, and it's from reading all the social posts, but um, I, I just wanted I just wanted to be an ear for her. I don't have any solutions at this point. Right, right, and, and being an ear. I yeah. mean, I really I can't emphasize that enough in – in this situation or in any other situation, it's just important sometimes to be the ear and right. listen, listen, and encourage somebody to just talk it out. Um, again, I think it's important to find things in your life that you can control. The more you can control, the more those natural chemicals in your brain are increased to keep depression at bay. As I mentioned before, it's important to act it's extremely important to act, to keep busy with things that you can control and have an impact on. If you are at home with kids, make sure you're having school. Create a schedule of the day and stick to it. Have recreation time, getting outside. Have that true play time. Laugh, have fun. Um, and one aside, kids, and I've mentioned this, and I think I probably will swing back around to this over and over is that kids can sense anxiety and tension around them. So the less you exhibit, the better for them, which ultimately is better for you. That doesn't mean you should just stuff it down and put it away. As 
Tara was just saying, you know, finding that trusted friend, or if you are the um, trusted friend, is reaching out and saying something just doesn't seem right. So I have a personal example of this. Um, when I've had a stressful day and I get home, I'll come in the house and I start cleaning and I start talking a mile a minute and I'm pointing out everything that hasn't been done in the house. And I was having this conversation with my son and he said, you know, mom, when you've had a really bad day, you try to control things by cleaning. And that was a profound um, moment for me because he was recognizing how I was trying to cope. And my 23-year-old son was giving me a lesson in life, right? He could recognize in me yeah. that I felt out of control. Absolutely. So I mentioned before about being careful about staying informed. Uh, there are a lot of rumors and downright incorrect information out there. Uh, if you happen to read something on Facebook, unless it comes from the World Health Organization, the Centers for Disease Control, your county or state Department of Public Health, or maybe a trusted medical site, stop for several moments. Now, it doesn't necessarily mean that something coming from elsewhere is wrong, but stop, pause, and really assess who is saying this, and ultimately, I need to decide if I'm going to believe this. If it's not one of those places I, I listed, be skeptical. Uh, and if you know it to be rumor or incorrect, please, and probably one of my biggest pet peeves, please do not spread it. Talk about spreading a disease worse than COVID-19, and that's the rumors about COVID-19. Um, any thoughts on that, Tara? Yeah, I've got a couple. So um, watching my family um, go through the earthquake this past week, literally within 30 minutes, there was a rumor on Facebook that it was a 5.7 and the, the bigger one was coming, right? And that spread and people that were trusted in people's lives were we're spreading this on Facebook. So the management team had to come out. I, they've got a management team. I can't remember what it's called exactly, but said, this is not true. Spread this. So that's the one thing. Just be careful, like Lance said, about where you get your sources. But also, I unfortunately, we have human beings in this world that are going to take advantage of this. And our elderly listen to these things. And I'm worried about uh, sign up for money from this site. Right. I've seen those already. You right. know, you'll get money from the government. But the, the link looks super shady right right and and those are the things they're going to be giving out information their personal information you have to give that information out to get some of these benefits and i'm worried they're going to go to the wrong site and lose money right so help the people in your life that are older um try to just you know figure out how to get through all of that information in a way that's more logical yeah. um it, it just seems that that kind of happens they always come out of the woodwork in a situation like this and, and hurt the elderly yeah and i you know, it certainly is one of my pet peeves, and, and I'm sure a number of people out there can recognize exactly what Tara's talking about, is there are parasites out there who prey on misfortune. And right now, there's a lot of misfortune. And so you have to really stop and be careful uh, and not just take off after a possible miracle solution to whether it's work or whatever it is and make sure that you're not going down a path that you can't get back from. You're going to perhaps lose a lot of money or lose a lot of your, you know, identity, identity information uh, for something that will never turn uh, into reality. Um, just today I read something um, 
possibly positive. I uh, just I've been kind of keeping my radar open for positive things that are going out um, worldwide. Um, I you know want to be careful not to get trapped into our own little narrow mass media perspective. I don't um, I don't think these things are a rumor or false, but I share them here as possibly uplifting bits of information that may show that we are turning the corner on this thing. A, a little company out of Utah had put these out, and uh, I know I did some quick research on a couple of them. They definitely seem to be correct, um, but you know, I want to share them here, just let you know that you know, there are some glimmers of positive. So China has closed down its last coronavirus hospital. There's not enough new cases to support them. Doctors in India have been successful in treatment of coronavirus. There's things out there that are starting to come about because of other countries that are were earlier in this process are finding things that will hopefully, and I think logically, benefit us. Uh, researchers at one particular medical center claim to have found an antibody against the coronavirus. Uh, there was a 103-year-old Chinese grandmother who had a full recovery after being treated for six days. And this is right in Wuhan where this all began. Uh, the Cleveland Clinic has developed a test that res uh, gives results in hours, not days. Uh, South Korea, there's uh, the, the number of uh, new cases is declining. Um, although Italy has been hit hard, and I think I recently had seen that now Italy is the new uh, hot center where the most cases uh, and the most deaths are occurring. You know, un interestingly, Italy has one of the oldest population um, centers in Europe. Uh, so it's kind of expected that that may uh, be the place where you're going to see more deaths. Um, scientists in Israel are announcing the development of a vaccine. Um, three Maryland coronavirus patients have fully recovered. In fact, I think there's a number of those. I've seen a lot of um, information out there, and they're going back to work. Um, a network of Canadian scientists are making excellent progress in the COVID-19 research. Uh, there's, there's other cases in the United States that have been able to recover um, and make, you know, they're getting tested after the recovery and continue to stay negative. Uh, let's see what else there's. Well, I think overall the reality is, is there's, it's not all bad news. And that's really the thing I want to emphasize is that in times in which all you're seeing is bad news, there are things going on in the world related to COVID-19 that are positives, and including in the United States. So um, anything particular that you're thinking in that, Tara? So, yes. As, as much as we've had the toilet paper shortages here and some food shortages here, right. I want to share... Um, a perspective from Utah. Utah has it way worse. There's a lot more people that are hoarding. And we have food. And one of the things that I first noticed when I moved to Riverton, and one of the reasons that I love this town, is that my checkout people would talk to me. They're, it's a busier way of life in Utah where I came from. Right. And so they want to get as many people as they can through the checkout line. People here talk to one another. And it's 
I'm really grateful for that. Um, I'm grateful that although we're all kind of having some issues and some anxiety regarding this, we still see each other as neighbors. Um, I'm really grateful for that fact. Yes, absolutely. Um, You know, I think there are plenty of people out there just like our listeners, just like Tara and I that are struggling, but we should and really we must recognize that together we can get through this. Uh, Whether it was 9-11, it was, you know, world wars, uh, the Challenger disaster, environmental disasters, whatever it was or will be, we are stronger when we are together and committed to getting through the event. Those events made us better and stronger. We just, you know, and I I don't think it's just a United States thing. Um, I think it's a natural humanity thing that we don't quit. And, you know, whether it's this challenge, we figure out a way and we will get through it. Um, I agree. Yeah, I, I, I just think it's something that it's extremely important to remember that the more negative or critical or, you know, that that emotional behavior, the more you perpetuate that, the more it looks like nothing's going to work. But the more you fight that with positive and with the potential and really focus on that, that action leads to more positives so i i you know i'm gonna just kind of keep harping on that um and my thoughts on that yes if somebody in your in your world gets a little crazy show them some grace because you might be the next person that has a little crazy going on you know right so let's just remember to show each other some grace and kindness you bet and and in in that opportunities of grace i mean recognizing that it's okay to fight some of the negative out there with positive and recognize that if you're feeling like we're going to get through this and i can get through this and my family's going to get through this uh yes, I'm going to socially isolate and we're going to hunker down and we're going to do the best we can. Do that. Absolutely do that. I don't think it's, I think it it can be reckless to just say to heck with everything out there and all the requirements out there. I'm going to do whatever I want. You really are jeopardizing and risking other people around you, but there are things that you can do. So reminding yourself of that and then acting in that way. You know, and I just thought of this as we were talking. I'm going to put on my fridge, what can I control on a piece of paper so I see it every time I get in the fridge as a reminder to myself Right. um, when I get in those crazy times, and I hope it helps my family as well. Absolutely. Um, You know, cleaning, you'll be able to put cleaning on that. (laughs) (laughs) As as your son pointed out, you can control cleaning. So that will be, you know, maybe you won't put that one on right at the top. There'll be some other things, but... So as we come to the close of this podcast, we want to leave you with a challenge on actions that you can take based on what we've talked about. So this week, here is our challenge. Don't forget our shared humanity and how that together we can and will get through this. Seek out an elderly neighbor or a family member and make sure that they are okay. Buy some extra supplies for them or maybe for a local community support organization. We all have them wherever you're listening to this. Be smart about it, but hug your partner, your kids, your friends, and know that they need it as much as you do. Tara and I just have to believe 
that we can and will get through all of this craziness as long as we do it together. Tara, anything you wanted to to end up with here message-wise? Uh, no, I think we've covered quite a bit and I'm, I'm just really grateful to have an opportunity to do this with you um, it helps me as well kind of talk through some things and, and keep me in my logical mind as opposed to my crazy mind right right <laughs> yeah well and and I think you know there's something that I appreciate you know Tara's going to be with me uh, hopefully every podcast from here on out I'm going to have Tara here to to you know, throw things back and forth with. We're going to be looking for uh, future um, guests. Uh, I don't think we're going to spend all of our time on COVID-19 uh, and, and, you know, obsess about that anymore. I think, you know, part of the normalcy is getting back and talking about things that are going on elsewhere. Um, it's not all about COVID-19, uh, and we need to remember that and uh, get back to some of the normalcy. That was a big part of me putting this together is that it's been a week and a half since I did done a uh, podcast and I do them about every two weeks. So by golly, I'm going to stick to that. Find the normalcy of your routine and stick to that as much as you can. So that's it for today. Uh, we want to thank you for listening. And if you know someone struggling with their mental health, talk to them, listen with an open mind and offer your support or call a professional. Remember, the National Suicide Prevention Hotline number is 1-800-273-TALK. That's 1-800-273-8255. And remember, let's all be positively mental out there.